everyone. My name is Nicole Yoder, the Vice President for Aid and Aliyah, the International Christian Embassy. Today we're on a very special webinar, the Hitzbollah Threat, Security Chiefs Speak. It's my privilege as a representative of the aid work of the Christian Embassy to meet many, many people throughout the land of Israel in the course of our aid work. And uh, today I'm going to have the opportunity to share the opportunity with you to meet some of our Israeli friends and to learn from them. And it's a very interesting topic we have. Generally, we hear about the southern border of Israel. And uh, obviously in May, there was uh, another uh, escalation and war along the southern border. And however, I've come to understand and learn through tours we've taken along the northern border that actually the northern border is an even greater threat, though it's been quieter in recent years than the southern border of Israel. And today we have the opportunity to hear from some of the security chiefs along the northern border who have the responsibility of protecting the citizens in their communities. And today um, I have the honor of having with me several friends, Itai Carmon, who's the security chief for the Regional Council of Zvulun, and we have with us uh, Dani Tal, the security chief for the Rosh Pina municipality, and Nurit Bar, who will be translating uh, for him questions that they reviewed ahead of time. And, and she is the spokeswoman for the security department in Rosh Pina. And again, we have with us our dear friend, uh, Shmuel Bowman, our partner in the, uh, life, uh, from the, and the CEO of LifeShield, and he is our partner with the uh, uh, Shelters Project, where we've had the absolute honor and privilege of bringing 138 shelters to communities, uh, vulnerable communities along the southern and the northern border. And we will continue that work, but we want to share with you today uh, a little bit about what is actually uh, the situation in the north. We've also, as you saw in the video, had the opportunity to bring other kinds of equipment like the firefighting equipment due to the incendiary balloons and whatnot. And today we're going to um, shift our focus from what happened in the south to the threat in the north. Maybe before I uh, start asking some questions from our friends, I could have just have you look at a few maps just to orient yourself. Some of you may not be aware of or of the the way uh, Israel is positioned in the Middle East. So if I could have the first map put up just to quickly show you the size of Israel uh, there to in the in the middle left of the screen, I guess, and right above it you have Lebanon and Syria and Jordan surrounding and Egypt below. Um, when we talk about the northern border, that's the border with Lebanon and Syria. And then one other map I'd like to show before we start uh, talking with our friends is the map of inside Northern Israel. So I can show you where our friends are coming from and you get a sense of where they're actually located in Israel. If I could see the second map up. Um, but first I'd like to ask um, our friends, maybe we can start with Itai, if you could tell us a little bit about your region and and where you're located and what's around you who's located in your area as far as the communities there and so that we can get a sense of of the Zvolun regional council i understand it's where the biblical Zvolun 
the tribe of Zvulun was located, and so you've you've returned to that region, it's the same area. Yes, you're right. The Zvulun it's one of the from the Bible uh, where was uh, Bnei Israel been in the in the past, and the, our community we live near a port of Haifa, near a Haifa, city of Haifa, near the Krayot, it's called. Uh, but the mo most important, we are uh, near to the oil uh, factories and the, the port of Haifa, so it's a very, uh, very uh, important, uh, important uh, factories. That's all the electric uh, for Israel or gasoline, everything is near to us. We are an agriculture uh, community. 14, uh, 14 uh, villages, kibbutzim, and uh, small villages, and uh, a lot of uh, kids, and uh, also maybe we have a, one big factory that's maybe uh, the friends of in the world know him. It's called the Param. It's all the all the, all the uh, PVC uh, roofs, plastic roofs in the pergolot or in the roofs in the, in the world. Uh, but uh, the most important, we are uh, agriculture, uh, uh, the agriculture, and we have a lot of uh, very young and very old people here. And because we are very, uh, uh, Vatik, uh, older population, older uh, popular, that's why, for a, a part of our villages, in the, they have 100 years in the guard, so uh, we don't have a lot of uh, shelters, and we are uh, farmers, so we are a uh, peace people, and uh, we are not uh, the far. We are far away from the north uh, border. It's 40 kilometer, but it's not matter. Because we have, if we need, we have only one minute to go to a shelter. So it's a very problem for uh, old people and young people uh, to do it when we have the alarm. <laughs> okay, so you're near, near one of the bigger cities in the north, which has some of the key uh, strategic uh, sites that would be a, would be a target. Okay. Um, maybe we could hear from Rosh Pina, from Nurit and Dani. Can you share with us a little bit about your region and its proximity to the border? It's... We need to unmute them. Yeah, half a minute. Mm -hmm. uh, we founded at uh, 1882, mm -hmm. and uh, we are on the valley in between the Golan Heights and the, mount, the, the hills of Knaan. We are uh, detached to Tzfad, which is a, quite a big village and uh, a city, sorry. And we have Kirat Shmuna, which is uh, around, uh, um, I think, uh, 15 kilometers from us. Uh, we have a small airport here which are uh, very interesting to the Hezbollah to target. We have several uh, uh, army base which uh, are surrounding us. 
One is, is the main uh, uh, base of the north, which are uh, during the war, we filled it very well because they were trying to target them. And uh, we are also uh, have a mixture uh, public uh, uh, citizens because we are a very old village. This is four generations living uh, one next to the other. Uh, but uh, we have around uh, 3,800 people, which four, 400 of them are uh, like a newcomer to the village. But uh, if you want percentage, uh, we have around 20% which are really over 60 years old. And the rest are uh, uh, babies, which are up to, uh, we have 40% of this amount, uh, they are uh, babies and, uh, and young. Mm -hmm. The rest are the middle age. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so uh, there is a, a lot of reason to the Hezbollah why to try to attack us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe you could share with us uh, a little bit about um, the strength of Hezbollah and what you're actually planning for in terms of a threat of a, for, on your community. I understand with the air force uh, close by and whatnot, you, you're you also a target as Itai is for a different reason, but what is the, the security department in Rosh Pina planning um, might happen in the next war? Uh, we have a problem here in the area because uh, um, as you know, the, the rules of building a new houses have a, a rule to build one room which are like a shelter, but we have 20% of the people which are old because they, they built the houses before, just when they started the village. This is around 200 houses which are without any possibility of security. Oh. And with a half a minute running to the public shelter, it's a very, very difficult target. Mm -hmm. So um, um, we, Danny uh, is uh, in charge on the security, which they built during the, the uh, coronavirus a system here in, the, in the, the municipality to help to the old people. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and they are working also with the army, which gave us some kind of equipment uh, uh, to have the first aid in case. But mm -hmm. since we are such a small village and Tzfat is much bigger in Kerat Shmona, the army, when it will be a war, there will be more, uh, 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 more, um, uh, um, more busy. They will be busier on those big villages and we have to take care of ourselves. So yeah. uh, Danny built uh, uh, a department which will be able to help, but less uh, security still. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Itai, maybe you could tell us uh, something about the, um, what, what is Hezbollah capable of? What can they do Hezbollah? Yeah, we know what they did to us and what uh, Nasrallah, when he's talking from his shelter, because uh, 
from uh, the Lebanon tour in uh, 2006, uh, and I've been there in uh, Lebanon in 2006. From there, he's sitting in his shelter and all the time talking about uh, how he doesn't need us in the world and we are the, the most problem of the world and uh, he wants to uh, saw us to the, uh, to the sea. Uh, and it's uh, if I'm the charge of the security, I need to sleep in the in the night. And he said that the next time it's not was like the uh, 2006 war. Uh, we get uh, hundreds of hundreds of uh, missiles, mm. uh, and it's the it means that we will need to uh, to sleep to live in the shelters. And mm. the, the problem is we doesn't have a lot. Yeah. Because uh, we are old villages, and uh, the the rule in Israel that uh, if you want to to build a, a new house from uh, one thousand and the nineties, you must to to uh, to build the apartment sh shelter. It's something like a shelter, but it's not uh, a big shelter. So uh, from uh, there, all the new all the new uh, depart, uh, uh, pa uh, apartment uh, with shelter. But like I said, we are old ones. Uh, mm -hmm. The village is very old. We have for uh, 14,000 uh, civilians here in uh, Zvulun area. We have only uh, 60 shelters. So what's mean that uh, if uh, we need to put all the people and if uh, our army said you need for a kid a half meter for a one person. So you know what it means. It means that uh -huh. I don't know what to do with white civilians uh, in a war. We have a, a kippat barzel. I think uh, most of the people uh, know this. And it's I very know. good. Mm -hmm. uh, they do a very good job, uh, but it's not enough. It's not uh -huh. enough. And uh, Think about a mother with the two, three kids in the middle of the night, uh, need to run in one minute to a shelter that, that she doesn't have. Mm -hmm. So uh, we pray, <laughs> we pray, and uh, we very uh, appreciate uh, our uh, friends that uh, give us uh, uh, some uh, uh, shelters. We very appreciate it. And uh, of course, uh, we need more, but... Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, we have a problem. Yes, we have a problem because uh, our neighbor doesn't want uh, a peace, not the Hezbollah uh, from the north. He doesn't want us here. So you agree, uh, both uh, Danny and Itai, you would agree with the state comptroller's report, which says that 30% of Israelis do not have functioning bomb shelters near their homes and that includes the 250,000 residents that live in the northern border and the southern border, and that that's the highest area of threat right now in Israel. You would agree with that? I agree. I think it's more than 30. I think more it's even. a same like a 45. If and I put my my hand on a, my heart because mm. a, if if the in the in the a, in the south, they saw the missiles uh, for uh, one week. It was 300 uh, missiles, or uh -huh. uh, sorry, 1,000. Here they said we have 
15,000 missiles for, for the North. Uh-huh. So it doesn't have, uh, and we are in problem. Yes, we are in problem. Uh-huh. I, just want to, I just want to jump in on that for a moment, if I may. Hi, Itai. Um, so when you're talking about the, 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 the higher number of rocket potential in the north, is there a number? Is there a, is there a number that is, uh, is expected uh, that is in the arsenal of uh, Hezbollah? How many, how many they have that you know of that you can talk we about? Have, uh, <laughs> we know, and the army know. I don't know the 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 number uh, for it's fifteen thousand or twenty thousand. I know uh, to tell you that in the next war, the army said to us. Uh, that we doesn't have alarm. Why we doesn't have alarm? Because the missiles will be something like all one or two minutes we get a missile. So we doesn't have a alarm. And so it's a thousand of thousands uh, of rockets and missiles and. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's, so it sounds like the the arsenal that that uh, that Hezbollah has. Based on the numbers you've just uh, expressed, could be above uh, two hundred thousand. Also, I'm not in. A, I'm not a count the, yeah, the rockets yeah, yeah, and the yeah. missiles. But if you see what's a, what's a, a, happened in the Milhemet the, the Lebanon War too. And uh, all the time, what's uh, the uh, Air Force of Israel uh, attack in Lebanon or sorry about missiles and how they, they friend in Iran, uh, give them all the time more and more rockets. So, uh, yes, it's a lot. It's, it's I don't lot. know it's a, if it's a, a 30 or 50,000 or a 200 or maybe 500,000. Yeah. Uh-huh. I do. By the way, one last thing. Sorry for interrupting here, but did you, Itai, did you talk about the makeup, the demographics of uh, Zvulun? Who are the, who are the citizens of uh, of Zvulun? Uh, that uh, you talked about. It's primarily agriculture, farmers, but but the, the different uh, cultures that make up your region. Yeah, the uh, we are very special for the, uh, the good reasons in our uh, uh, community, because in our community, we have uh, Jewish uh, villages, uh, Arab or uh, Bedouin uh, village, because it's Muslims. And we have uh, uh, also uh, or religion, very religion, uh, Jewish uh, in our community. And we have a lot of, uh, a lot of kids, I think if if I said we have in in uh, the Zvulun uh, area we have uh, like I said we have fourteen uh, villages, uh, three of them it's a uh, Muslims, uh, it's five uh, kibbutzim it's very uh, special uh, village I think only in Israel and maybe some kibbutz in uh, China I think <laughs> if, if I remember right. Uh, it's a social uh, a community that uh, everybody work for everybody, uh, but it's something that's gone, like the socialist from the world. Uh, everybody uh, won't get more, so it's uh, different. But we have, we have still, I, I myself, 
live in a, a social kibbutz and uh, in a community, very hard community. But what is nice in our community that like uh, uh, Danny, my, my colleague said, in the corona, uh, we get a lot of, uh, high, of uh, help from the army, but our community was very strong with uh, uh, all community in all village, help to the other uh, community. It's not matter if the Arabs, Muslim, Jewish, uh, also a Christian. We have Christian also in the one, uh, part of our uh, villages. Uh, yeah, we are uh, very special because uh, we have a lot from a lot. <laughs> also, one word. Also, in our garden, the Jewish garden, <clears throat> kindergarten. Sorry, we have teachers. They are Muslims, <laughs> and they learn the Jewish kids about the holidays of the Jewish. So hmm. it's, uh, it, it's very nice. Wow. wow. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. like you say, Itai, the, the weapons and the, the rockets that come across the border, they will not make a difference between uh, which community they'll pick the high risk areas, whether that's near Haifa or near the Air Forces, near Rosh Pina, but they will hit anyone who's in that area. Yes, so, everyone. Also, in 2006, we get your missiles uh, near the, the Arabs village. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm charge also the Muslim, not only the Jewish. Yeah. In uh, our villages, and uh, like I said before, uh, we appreciate uh, your presence in the, in the shelters. And we get it uh, also, uh, we put near the, uh, I don't remember how to say this, God. We put in there the also mosque. Uh, in the, the mosque. mosque. Bosque also a shelter that you uh, give us, and uh, but also it's not enough because the, it's very. I don't know if people know, but it's very uh, expensive to build a shelter for a twenty for a twenty people to uh, get a shelter is something like a twenty twenty thousand dollars, I think something like this for for one. So uh, if we have uh, fourteen thousand people. And we also, uh, only 50% uh, of them, they have shelters. I don't know uh, what can, we can do without uh, our friends in the world. Yeah. Depends on the size of the shelter, of the cost, and there's different sizes, but definitely it's a very expensive, expensive enterprise. Maybe I could also go back to Danny and Nurit and ask a question about the Rosh Pina community and your resilience. We put the shelters in for peace of mind, for a place to go for shelter. But what are you doing in Rosh Pina for helping your community? Um, you're sitting in the bullseye <laughs> day to day. You know that there are thousands and thousands of rockets pointed at your community. Maybe you could share, how does this affect your population? Uh, uh, you know, first of all, we are very close community. So mm -hmm. sometimes families are, when it's a war, they are combining to themselves together to those that have the shelter in the house. But uh, uh, 
you know, we get some kind of alarm that it's going to be some kind of war, of, um, war or, or, or any attack. And um, so people are uh, getting ready to that and they are getting close to the shelter. We have some, how many is there? 31 uh, uh, public uh, uh, shelters, which is underground. So, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and ca it's can capacity of Kama, 50 ish? Between 40 to 50 people can go in. So, mm -hmm. they can plan themselves and get, get near to that. Uh, but uh, as we are about to uh, know that the, the war can be longer this time, not like uh, Last time, the, the Lebanon war was one and a half months. It's not like in the Gaza Strip. Mm. And one and a half months to be in a shelter all day long from mm. the morning till the... If you have your own or you have two or three families together, this is a normal event. But when you have to, to sit down so many hours and so many, many days in a small uh, uh, place, <laughs> 50 people is a bit difficult. And this is why when I had the chance to ask for Shmuel uh, to place uh, two of the shelters in Rosh Pina, I used it. And then we got another two with your kindness. It's really your kindness. And uh, uh, we appreciate every second that we have it. And when we will have the chance to get more, we will we will dedicate it to the neighborhoods that doesn't have uh, those shelters. This is our main priority to mm -hmm. get every everyone will go to one of the neighbors that doesn't have uh, a shelter. Mm -hmm. Can I jump in for a second and just ask um, Danny and Narit, can you speak a, for a minute on a trauma, a trauma dealing with trauma, Hossein? And what uh, what what's going on in Rosh Pina with uh... we, uh, Danny just told me uh, yesterday that they during the the beginning of the uh, coronavirus they built a department which are uh, phoning to the old people every day to ask what they need to be able to uh, supply them, to be able to help them. If they need a medicine, if they need uh, to take them to the doctor or to bring the doctor to them, uh, they done it. We have psychologic uh, person that are, are taking care of, uh, of uh, talking with those people. The psychologists, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, this way like there could be it sounds like there could be a lot of trauma if you're in that situation where you're under attack and you have to be in a shelter for a long period of time yeah this is this department will function again when uh, when war will be mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay we know uh, and uh, danny knows the people who is in charge and they we we separate, uh, divided the the village two areas, each one have his own area, he knows who is the people are in charge on. We work on it, but this this will not be enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, maybe uh, either Itai or Danny could mention the connection of Iran to this situation, either one of you who wants to make a comment. I know for many of our people, they may not immediately make the connection like we might living here in Israel, um, that Hezbollah uh, in the north and Hamas in the south are funded or weapons are coming in from Iran. And Iran is a hot topic right now, especially in uh, the conversation because of possibility of returning to these agreements regarding their nuclear uh, weapons. And so perhaps um, either one of you or both of you would have some comment about that. I can, I can start if you want. Uh, I think we need to, un to understand or to know that Hezbollah, it's not a country, it's not a, a they, they doesn't have a, a, a place to live and this is the country and the border. The border is Lebanon. Okay. Lebanon, it's a, a, a country with a government and everything. And Hezbollah and Hamas in the, in the south, they are very extreme uh, religion uh, Muslims. And they, they doesn't have money because they doesn't have factories and they, and they all to get the money. The money get from Iran. Iran, she is a country. She is a, a very big country with a, a lot of uh, oil. From there they get the money. And the money, uh, they doesn't give the money for the uh, civilians. They are very poor. They give the money to buy a missiles, to buy a factory of or missiles or rocket in Damascus or in south of Lebanon or in Gaza also. They doesn't have, and uh, we saw it in, in the, in the uh, war. You get and you see, and also uh, you hear in the radio, you hear, uh, I don't remember how you said it, it's Iranian uh, speaker, it's, uh, it's not Arabic. Uh, language. The language, the language is, is a, it's called a Paras, Parsi or Parsi. Uh, mm -hmm. Parsi. It's not Arabic. Uh -huh. And uh, also the, the, the civilians of Iran, they are poor guys without, with not the money to, to help their kids. Why? Because the money go to Hezbollah to kill us, uh, the big, the, the small evil, like the big evil in the in, uh, United States. Uh -huh. So uh, because I uh, know when I was in the army 30 years ago, uh, and I, uh, I was in Lebanon in my Shirut, uh, and I, I speak I speak with with Lebanon uh, citizens. Hmm. It doesn't hit us. They want to live also with the peace. They're very uh, similar to us. Very mm -hmm. they agree culture. They want they have kids. The Arabic and the and the Jewish and the Hebrew. It's it's a sister uh, languages, but not the Parsi. And they give them a lot of money and the very special uh, uh, commanders that they uh, learn them how to fight the Israel. Uh -huh. and it's, uh, that's the connect. So you feel that threat uh, uh, all the time because it's it's uh, tunnels underneath homes in southern Lebanon that are filled with rockets that are aimed your direction, and it's being fed by Iran. And it, what, what's the, the, the I, I, I said funny, but it's not funny because near Zvolun, under the ground, 
we have a pipe that's before the, uh, the revolution in Iran, it was a, a fuel pipe, oil pipe, from a lot from uh, south of Israel, that's the, uh, the ships from Iran give their the, the oil and the fuel from Iran to Europe uh, in pipe in Israel. And now we get also in these ships, they go around the world or in a very special, uh, 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 the, the Air Force of, of Iran and they get the rockets. Mm -hmm. It was a different place, different days. We can live uh, in peace, but we we're afraid. We're afraid. I think we are also the the only only place in the world that's the, in the first week in the start of uh, the year of the learning year. Every kid need to see where is a shelter near to his class. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh. Yeah. So, um, Danny and Nurit, and could you maybe mention, in light of this Iran threat, what besides is there something else that you're preparing uh, besides the shelters, or is the shelters your main thing that you're preparing now in the event of an attack from from the north, or is it primarily the shelters and? Uh, right now, uh, the uh, the main issue is really the shelter because okay. if we are talking about the war, okay, because. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, our neighbor as well, like uh, Italy have, uh, we have uh, the neighbor, uh, uh, we have the neighbor, uh, uh, the, the Bedouin neighbor in the village, which called the uh, Tubazangaria, which you know. Uh -huh. um, so we have another point of view, and we are trying to uh, uh, to, to, to combine to, to combine them with us as a but, but uh, I think that uh, the uh, I'm talking from my uh, point of view because I didn't ask uh, Danny about it mm -hmm. but, but uh, uh, I think that uh, there is also a threat from the inside uh, as Muslim while there is a war. Mm -hmm. uh, if you remember, probably, I don't know if our uh, viewers know that during the Lebanon war, we had uh, Arabs which target our places to the Hezbollah and inform them where to shoot the missiles. Mm -hmm. So uh, we have, uh, but we have what to work on, but the shelter, first of all, will cover on us. Mm -hmm. So this is how I see it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I see that time is uh, moving on, and uh, I know that Itai especially has a very, very critical meeting he needs to be at. Our security chiefs are some of the busiest people in the country, I think. <laughs> and we're incredibly honored that you would be with us today. Is there any final word, Itai, before you need to sign off that you want to say to Christian friends around the world? And then we'll continue on a little more, but I want to make sure we don't keep you longer than necessary. Uh, yes. First, I want to say that thank you. Uh, very enjoyed to be with you and to show you uh, 
our problems and uh, very appreciate uh, the shelters that you give us and uh, that's the people in the world and the, the Christian world see that the people in Israel uh, in the Holy Land mm-hmm. uh, want the peace. We want mm-hmm. to live in peace. We want our kids go to a school without to, to think if mm-hmm. uh, uh, what they hear, it was a bomb or a, or a backfire of car. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I pray like, like you, that uh, we have a peace uh, uh, in the, I don't know when, but maybe one day. And uh, mm-hmm. everybody that want to come to Israel, we, we get you in, in a, a hug, and uh, <laughs> you need to come to see uh, our agriculture and our very nice uh, Holy Land. And uh, thank you. Thank you. Zitai, thank you for being with us. I, like I said, we'll continue on a little bit here, but I wanted to make sure, we're gonna show the video just shortly of these Volun Regional Council and, um, and the shelters that were delivered there in just a moment. But let's uh, go ahead and, and uh, allow Itai to say goodbye and uh, continue on to this very, very urgent other meeting that he has. Thank you, Itai. Thank you Thank very you, much, Ethan. and have a nice uh, weekend in Israel. We start the weekend tomorrow, so uh, <laughs> have a nice weekend. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, you Itai. Shabbat okay. shalom. Shabbat shalom. I have another question that's come from a, a viewer um, that uh, maybe uh, Danny could answer for us. And the, the question is, does the other side know of Israel's vulnerabilities? Um, uh, is there Nurit and, and Danny? Would you be able to uh, answer something along this? אהההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההה
to uh, uh, the army and the authorities know our situation in the area and how uh, how we are missing a shelter. But it's a, first of all, they want to help to the villages which are on the borders, both sides. When mm. they will finish, can take 50 years. Mm. They will come to uh, help to the middle side, which are, we are in the middle side. Even we are only 11 kilometers from the, uh, from the uh, uh, border, but still we are not on the border. And those uh, kibbutz and villages which are on the borders, some of them doesn't have a protection properly, not enough. You can see it on the Gaza. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, the, the missiles that uh, the Hezbollah has, they are uh, able to fly furthermore. And you saw what happened with the Gaza, which uh, uh, buildings was uh, attacked in Tel Aviv and in, in uh, Rishon and in, uh, in Rehovot and uh, everywhere. Mm -hmm. So uh, yes. to, to, uh, to protect the whole country is quite difficult. Yeah. So they are switching the, the, the um, uh, Kippat Barzel. Um, Iron Dome. Uh, how? Iron Dome. Iron Dome. They move it uh, every time that uh, there is a more hot in one spot from the north to the south. Mm -hmm. Everything is cost money. Everything which are uh, in, uh, connected to this kind of uh, living in the middle of the, the Arab uh, world is uh, difficult. Mm -hmm. And uh, the IDF continues to develop responses, and so does the other side. And yeah. uh, this is the this is the ongoing big challenge. That you yeah, think. exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you know uh, uh, the, the the problem is that the old people have uh, have a problem to arrive to the shelter. This is our problem. I don't know what is going on with the entire area. But our problem is 200 how, uh, families that, that are not families, they are couples usually, okay? They, 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 they are not able to run out from their house to arrive into the public shelter. It's too far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Danny, could you, could you share, Danny or Nuri, could you share just for a minute uh, maybe a personal um, testimony, a personal story? from that had to do with either being under attack or resilience i'll i'll i'll, I'll tell us my story probably you heard it um i was living in the hills uh during the the uh, second uh, lebanon war and i had a small uh, maybe a one 1.2 meter uh, bright uh, shelter in the house but I had a dog and I had a seven years old girl at that time, okay? And I had to take the, the dog outside to have his uh, business. And, and when I was going, every time I used to go with him outside, uh, the siren was starting. So I had to take my seven years old daughter, my dog and run into the shelter. I tell you, I have, I had a shelter in the house. 
I was living one and a half months in this shelter on the floor with my daughter. I had uh, my computer inside, luckily, because she could see some, some kind of uh, treatment in the, in the TV. That's all. Mm. Wow. So uh, it's a quite difficult uh, life for, for people, all people. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Very, very challenging for Israel and for the security chiefs and for the government officials and, and social welfare workers and the trauma and the treatment uh, that comes as a result in the aftermath of events like this. Yeah, uh, in, the, in, the, in the South, for example, today already they warned that they, it can get, become a, a heat hot in the South. And those people that living there, they are already aware all the time. We are like in a quiet, and in one day it can start. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. and and uh, very heavily it can start. It's not like in the in a, a, in a Gaza Strip that they are putting the bombs in between the houses. It's not like that. In one second they take it out altogether, and then they shoot. Yeah. And there's heavier weapons uh, along the northern border. I think yeah. they have more capability. It's the largest yeah. state, non-state actor, the largest arsenal in the yeah. world for a terrorist organization. So yeah. Okay. We are not facing facing face to face with the Iranian, but we know that they are here. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much for sharing that. We are coming close to the end of the webinar. Shmuel Bowman, we've put on a lot of shelters over the years. We've heard from the security chiefs here that you know this is one of the biggest needs they have for their community, whether they're older people and they can't get to a shelter quickly, so they need something closer to home. We uh, focus on putting our shelters in public locations where there's gonna be a lot of people. Maybe you could mention just a few words about the how, the shelters, what they do, how they're made, and then I want to show the placement of these shelters so our friends around the world can see that before we close today. Thanks, Nicole. We always confer with the community leadership about what kind of shelters are needed and where they're needed. These decisions at that level only happen in consultation with the people on the ground. This is something very, very special. I think rather unique that uh, decisions aren't made in some boardroom uh, many you know, distance away. We engage with the local leadership, find out what they need. And as a result, we're able to provide a different menu of different shelter um, projects, everything from small, smaller bell shelters for smaller groups, for example, for a kindergarten, all the way to renovating and refurbishing large, huge shelters for hundreds of people and everything in between. Uh, the above ground shelters are designed to be accessible. Some 50% of Israelis cannot go down a flight of stairs. So all of our, those types of shelters are accessible. Um, and a lot of them are painted in nice murals and colors, but the most important thing is they're solid, heavy shelters, weighing everything between 10 metric tons, which is 22 and a half thousand pounds, and up to 40, 40 tons, which is 90,000 pounds. These are very heavy. This is what you need to save your life. And that's what we've been doing for the last many years. Concrete results 
real tangible. You know what they are? They're big, huge, heavy hugs. <laughs> Absolutely. That's fantastic. Um, is there anything you'd like to comment, uh, you or Nirit, about the Christian-Jewish connection here? Because I think, uh, like you, you mentioned the hug, we've heard that before. What does it mean? Um, uh, I was uh, so honored to meet, uh, first of all, I met uh, Shmuel many, many years ago, and then I met to, to him, I met you, and um, I feel honored. I feel I, I met groups from your uh, from the uh, organization to, from your uh, organization. I made them a, a nice tour all around the Hoshpina. It was something that I will take with me uh, for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. To know that we have uh, people that really think about us. And I saw there are people that uh, I would not mention, may imagine that they will be able to uh, donate in order to buy for us uh, uh, one shelter. It, it was, uh, uh, I cannot uh, express it. It's, it's uh, difficult to express it because it's from, from the heart. It's mm -hmm. really hon uh, 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 something, uh, that uh, as a person, I would like to have contact with each one of them. <laughs> and in a way, think yeah, no, Narita is is very very correct, and I I share her heart on this. And that is is that you know we're in a historic moment. This is a historic moment. Here I am, you know, an Orthodox Jewish rabbi, and we have other. Uh, you know, other Jewish people from different uh, different parts of the Jewish community, and we're we're you know we're we're coming together with with our Christian friends. Yeah. This is this is historical. This is something. Yeah. This is a window of opportunity you don't want to miss. And uh, and it's uh, it's an incredible thing because there's that dedication plaque. And there's that dedication plaque that is you know that's up on the shelter, and people look at it and then they look at it again they go wow there are, i didn't expect this and it's that expectation that then turns into appreciation that turns into friendship it's it's just a it's a it's a it's a miracle it's wonderful i'm speaking about the the christian loves israel so many times on in israel i'm i'm going together with uh, groups from rofina for trips and I'm speaking about them because this is so special to have such a friends like that. Is it's not something? It's it's not uh, obvious. Right, right. That's for sure. Beautiful. Thanks. Well, we we are yeah, <laughs> we are thrilled to represent Christians, many, many, many Christians around the world. Many of them who are listening to this webinar now, and others who will listen to it later, who really are interested and want to hear what is going on with you and they pray for you they donate um, much needed not just the shelters but other kinds of equipment and we're going to now go to a video and you're going to get to see for yourselves one of those deliveries and before we do that i just want to say a huge thank you to nurit and danny and shmuel for being with us today and really appreciate your input and your friendship and we look forward to uh 
seeing you many more times and helping much more so. in the future. Well, we really hope so. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, so we'll put that video on now and then we will close the webinar. Thank you. One of the ways the ICJ is able to show support for the people of Israel is by providing bomb shelters for communities at risk of attack. Although we often hear about the southern region and the ongoing attacks that come out of Gaza, the people in the north are also under threat from Hezbollah and others. Today, we're in the northern region of Zvulun, and we're here to provide shelters for the communities here. We're going to have the opportunity to talk to the residents and hear from them how important this is for them. Come, follow me. My name is Itai Carmon. I am the security officer or charge of the safety and the emergency of the Zvulun Regional Council. We live in a very high risk area near the port of Haifa. We have a lot of chemical factories and the gasoline factories. And because of this, our neighbors from the north, from Lebanon, want to, uh, to attack this area. And we need to put the shelters for the, all the kindergartens and all the villages. We have three kindergartens. They, they don't have shelters and uh, we want to protect them. If we have a tech here, they can run to the shelter very, very uh, fast. I'm Shmuel Bowman, Executive Director of Operation Life Shield. Well, first of all, we've placed these shelters beside the most important place, and that's beside the kindergartens. What could be more important than taking care and protecting the lives of the children and the amazing staff that take care of them? And so first of all, this brings security and peace of mind on a day-to-day -day basis. These shelters are so important for us, especially in our mixed community where Jews and Muslims Arabs and Bedouins are living together. This is a wonderful example of how people from all diversities are able to come together and live together, and everybody deserves to live. Everybody deserves that peace and security. There's much more we need to be doing here. The partnership with the International Christian Embassy Jerusalem and Operation Life Shield goes back a decade and a half, and that relationship is rock solid. We're so grateful for that incredible friendship that we have had, that we continue to have, and that we will have into the future. This is a bond and a relationship without absolutely any uh, conditions whatsoever on anything, and we absolutely appreciate that. This is true friendship. We very appreciate it. All the Christians in the world that can give us the shelters for the kids and for all the 
people here in the Holy Land, in North Holy Land, and uh, thank you very much. Thank you, ICEJ. Thank you, Christians all over the world for helping us. You can see how important these shelters are for at-risk communities. And it's because of your support that we're able to give peace of mind and save lives in Jewish, Bedouin, and other communities who are under risk of attack. And if you haven't yet had the opportunity to partner with us, I'd like to invite you to go to icej.org crisis. And thank you so much for your generous giving.